This is the old Doctor Who show, episode number 86, The Demons. Oh, oh, the statues come alive! Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now! Would you like a joke, Eddie? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flow is the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic, it's like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? Welcome back to the Old Doctor Who Show, your tri-weekly classic Doctor Who review podcast. My name is Eric, and I'm... Here on a Sunday, staring at my other half. My better half, they say. I guess he's talking about me. I'm Dan, because that, that no, does not sound like me at all. I still, you know, it's been four years now. Uh, four oh my God. years. And I hate the opening. I just hate, why do I got to say my name? We don't, have, don't to. have to. I'm not, I'm not no. going to do it again. If you don't know which one of us is which. I imagine but that there's so some... many new listeners all the time. I hope our listeners have like a Tiger or Teen Beat style copy of the old Doctor Who quarterly that has us doing. Because I did all that. I did that photo shoot. And as far as I'm concerned, that guy <laughs> said it was supposed to help our brand. Yeah. How are you, Dan? <laughs> Speaking just, of brand, I, I just want to put this up at the top of the Ooh. show in case people miss it at the bottom of the show. Uh, you can get stickers still. I still have some stickers. I'm looking here, and I've got a dozen or so stickers left. Uh, so you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope to P.O. Box 2131, Red Bank, New Jersey, 07701. Just include a little uh, self-addressed stamped envelope in there so I don't have to pay postage, and I will put it in the mail. And it gets sent yeah. right to you. No need to send anything other than that. It's so nice. Uh, they're I mean, free, the holiday times are coming saying. up. You can get your shopping done all at once. Yeah, oh, totally. Give, can you imagine give a special someone in your life stickers. Oh, the saddest Christmas. From an obscure podcast. It's just open, to open up the thing, and then that's how you end your marriage. That would be a good way to end a marriage. That's just like the, the, the false, like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Wow. Mm. They just, just talk about a show from 40 years ago? <laughs> it's how still exciting. going on. Oh, it's still going on, this show. There's Doctor Who news. Who news? There is the. Meanwhile, uh, by the way, the the one guy that complained that we talked too much about New Who is just like that's it. We need to shut <laughs> off our podcast forever. But go on, yes. What news, news do you long, have? Long time. Uh, it's the uh, they dropped a promo trailer for the next season. Oh. of Doctor Who. Um, and it looks it was, like all the trailers do. It looks fantastic. I just watch them now thinking, oh, these are the best parts, <laughs> and just waiting for the rest to kind of... Yeah, know. I'm optimistic. I'm hoping. Is I, it still I, no, all I, the I, same? Is it still the same yes. showrunner and everything? Like, nothing changed behind the scenes? As oh, I don't think any of things changed. Remember, there's all those... This is not a new Doctor Who podcast. I know, it's fine. I can still like new Doctor Who. It's not yes, like I know. A, I do. a rule that I have to just watch the old stuff. Thank goodness. Yeah, I saw it too. I thought it looked good. That's enough. We don't need to say anything other than that. Oh, uh, unless you want to. Let's just spend the rest of the hour talking <laughs> about that trailer. I honestly, I watched it. the trailer and I can't remember a single thing about it. Other than when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, that looks pretty good." Yeah, that's that's really all that it's supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, I'm just so happy it wasn't like uh, you know a lot of modern trailers where they'll have like a slowed down version of a classic song. 
like played for emotional uh, uh you know what i'm talking about yeah, they'll have yeah. like you know it's all fine everything's fine everything's great so uh <sighs> why don't we just jump into it and uh review the demons Damons? Demons. Demons. Who wants to say which I believe. I, you know well, what? Last time I said Damon yeah. because a computer Damon is spelled yes. D-A-E-M-O-N, correct? It is. Yeah. So, but they repeatedly say Demon in the they show, do. the episodes. And if you look it up, I think the actual pronunciation is Demon, so I will just say well, Demon. Well, I've seen, actually seen both because I had to look it up. as well. Let's just, let's get into the review let's and let's switch make this the back entire and review have just no, talking about. Let's have no consistency. So okay. whatever you feel at the moment, be it Damon, be it Demon. Uh, you probably didn't have to say that out loud because we'll just do it anyway. Um, yeah, so, but if yeah. I say it out loud, then people realize that there's a genius to the show. Oh, I think right? that's assumed. That's assumed. Okay. Hit yeah. the button and let's right. uh, get our Damon on. <laughs> Put on our life-size Matt Damon <laughs> onesie that we've uh, I have a skin that... suit. I have a Matt Damon skin. Yeah, Ready? His real skin, too. That's why you haven't seen him in any movies. <laughs> It wasn't Somebody just because the Great Wall bombed. Dan literally kind of looks uh, bigger. In, it's because I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I see what you mean. Never mind. We'll soon fix him. Jenkins. Yeah. Shot for the wings there. Five rounds rapid. Realize, of course, that you're a doomed man, Doctor. Well, I'm a dead man. I knew that as soon as I came through that door, so you better watch out. You see, I've nothing to lose, have I? Enough! Hassan, destroy him! Who is this? My enemy and yours, Hassan. Destroy him! This is the one we spoke of! He, too, is not of this planet. He is a meddler and a fool. He is not a fool! Yet he has done a foolish thing coming here. All right, this is the uh, Demon Demons. Uh, the Demons. The Demons. This is the Demons. Uh, this is uh, written by Guy Leopold, or Who? was it? Uh, what? Yeah, apparently this is a pseudonym uh, of a combo from uh, Robert Solomon. And Barry Letts? Am I getting Robert's name right? Because sometimes the autocorrect... Is it Sloman? Maybe it's Sloman. I shouldn't write these things in note uh, in uh, Apple Notes because it then Sloman. changes the spelling to try to do me a favor, but it's really selling it's me out. Man. In any case, the BBC frowned upon uh, you know production staff and writing staff you know mixing it up. They had to use separate water fountains, too, which I thought was inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, so they they used the name Guy Leopold, uh, which was their middle names of their kids or something. I, I at that point my eyes glazed over when I was <laughs> yeah, reading that's, that's, Wikipedia. I'm like, why am I? That's too much. I don't need to deep dive uh, mm -hmm. into this one. It is directed by Christopher Barry of the um, Boomtown Barrys, that one of the best b boy bands uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, this is the fifth story in the uh, eighth season, lucky number eight. Uh, from 1971. Isn't it weird to think that this is the third Doctor and it's only been eight seasons? Like, it feels yeah, like yeah. the amount of Doctor Who that came before the Demons was like 40 years. Yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, you know, seven seasons. It does. Whatever. I mean, we can talk about it, and we have probably, but like this, this feels 
like such a different era. Obviously, it is, but like such a different tonal era than anything we've been watching. The fact that we've been going back through and jumping from Doctor to Doctor sequentially really puts a lot of this in perspective, and it feels so different than anything in the first two Doctors eras. Um, anyway, well, I would say I would argue, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it, it's always of its error, right? So, like, we have yeah. like the um, the one with the two Troutons was very much of like a James Bond the two thing Trouts. and that was what was popular and then you have like the last one that we did with Trout and again felt like a 50s monster movie even though it was the 60s but it was like in that vein and this yeah. in the 70s was like the beginning or maybe the height of the satanic you know mm. uh, well there's a whole age of Aquarius thing going yeah, on yeah like well. all yeah. that stuff's mixed up but like a lot of the horror movies at the time were about uh, cults oh. and Satan cults and stuff and all we that. are jumping ahead. Let's just let, let's. It's fine. So what happens? This is about yeah. What happens? Tell me what this is about. What happens in this? Well, <laughs> well, Dan, something stinks in the Devil's End, and it's <laughs> killing people. Uh, the Doctor and Joe Grant catch a glimpse of the English Geraldo, who is about to open an Al Capone style vault. Only instead of being filled with Tommy guns and dead teamsters, it's full of black magic Satanists masquerading as priests. Who could be who could be behind this diabolical plot to raise the Prince of Darkness? If you guess the master, give yourself a uh, four pentagrams and brand them on your own legs because you are now uh, the devil's servant. Dan, what did you think of uh, the demons? The demons. The day demons. Yeah, I got to pick um, one. I can't just keep saying both. Can't just keep saying yeah, both. What probably. did you think I, of the demons? Oh boy. Yep. Um. <laughs> I, I enjoyed this story. That's my review. I enjoyed Good night, this everybody. story. <laughs> uh, I give it three Alistair Crowleys. Uh, yeah, what 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 um what about it that made you enjoy it? Oh, do I have to give like a full? Yeah, I guess uh, we got to talk this? about it a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I I think this is this is this is a, a really fun story. I liked uh, the supporting cast. There was there was a lot of cast actually in this story. There's there's so much when we started seeing like oh there's the master, there's Yates, there's the brig, there's you know I was yeah, like everybody we, we hit the freaking lottery here. There's so many character recurring characters coming back into this one. Plus all the new people in the in the 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 town, um, the tie in with the the occult and you know occult and science and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a five parter that was originally supposed to be six parts, but it got cut down to five. Mm, they made so the right choice. I think they made the right choice. I think it was a fine five parter. Um, it probably could be smaller, but whatever. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, Eric, what did you think about it? I want to I want to talk through it. I don't I don't think I can just like okay. Sing it all I up loved it. This is everything oh that I okay. would ever want out of a Doctor Who story. It's all I love the seventies error. Mostly Tom Baker, but like this kind of horror, like hammer horror style. Mm. And I love Satanists, and I love all of that black magic stuff. So I'm already sort of on board with that. Uh, but the script was really good, and I thought it was Eric really interesting. Satan. And I like the fact that it was like the evil church, and then the like good white witch, and like all of that stuff. And it had like a um, uh, what's the the um, the the wicker man it had like a wicker yes. man vibe with like that weird village and they're all like the may day celebration at the end it felt you know it was like 
just like a perfect little uh, weird place uh, to to set the story. I thought the uh, the amount of like sexual imagery, uh, verbal imagery, is that right? Yeah. They, nope. With the, with the BBC guy is doing the report, and I compared it in the beginning to because it reminded me of Geraldo. For, yeah. you know, people, you have to be of a certain age, but in the States at some point, Geraldo made this big thing that he they had found Al Capone's vault and you had to stay up all night. And it was him in front of like, we're going to open up the vault. And it felt very much uh, like this. Uh, but anyway, but when he's talking, talking, they keep using all these like the devil's end, the devil's hump, uh, giant yep. pies. Will the professor pull out a pl-? like it was like weird, like all of this stuff. Like, it's like, will the professor pull out his plum? And expose, <laughs> will the professor pull down his trousers, uh, exposing the ancient curse like some kind of 16th century dick pic? We didn't know and we didn't find out, but it was very sexy. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> we got into the, speaking of sexist, I would say yeah. there's a scene that happens in the bar with the, you know, the ruffians, uh, the villagers, and then there's the yeah. bartender. Yes. And the bartender says something about the white witch woman that has to be sexist, but I have no idea what he says. Are you familiar with this? So he says something like how he's going to invite her to his room uh, because he's known for that. Like, they're all talking about the the woman, right? So back up to what what I was saying. The the BBC is doing a special. There's a professor because, of course, there's multiple professors. But let's call him Professor Oldie uh, is going to open up this tomb uh, where there's the devil's magic uh, and all that stuff's going to happen. And she's going around and warning people, hey, this is this is a disaster. You can't do this. I've seen the signs uh, and it opened up my eyes. Uh, And then so the people in the bar are drinking and they're talking about her. And Mm. one of them's like, well, what if she's right? What if she's right? And then the bartender leans in, and this is when he gets, he's like, if she comes around here, I'll show her where my room is, and you know what I'm talking about. It says something happened. I could not understand 90% of what the bartender says. And if you watch BritBox on the Apple TV, there's no subtitles, so you're sort of on your own. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all fine. I'm going to spend the rest of the hour just looking that up, so you just go ahead and run with it. Okay, another scene that I like. That's <laughs> another scene that I like that's not story related. So we reveal uh-huh. that the vicar uh, is the master, right? He's can the I mag- just say, yeah? Can I just say real quick? Yeah. Um, I before I watched the story, um, I was just like uh, getting my notes together and came across the like DVD cover of it, and it had the master on it right in front, and I was like. God damn it! Every time I get spoiled, oh, like, spoiled. because the master's usually like, "Oh, it's a reveal in the fifth part of a six-part story that is actually." And thank goodness that he came up with yeah, the they, first half of the you're first. Right. They play it pretty. Thank early. goodness, because I I was actually kind of pissed off at first. Like I got it spoiled right away. But anyway, that was I was just going to point it. out one of my favorite parts was when the master was talking to the other priest. I think, and it's like an over-the-shoulder. Uh, shot where they're talking back and forth and for the master's coverage i think or maybe it's the other priest coverage doesn't matter there's like a woman in the background with a shopping bag watching them film the scene and then she disappears did you know did you notice her no so there's during that scene it's in the first episode so they're going back and forth all the way in the background it looks like there's a woman with a shopping bag i don't know if she wandered on set or because most of this is exterior stuff that they shot outside, and she's just standing there watching, watching them, and then they cut away. Eventually, she's gone. 
they had her taken care of. I pay attention to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Another thing, another observation, stray observation. How annoying must it be to work at Unit if it's supposed to be this like fancy uh, United Nations thing that has that gets no respect? So there's at one point where the uh, I don't know if it was Yates or Benton. One of them is like making calls, and he's like, "This is Unit," and then there's like a beat. The United Nations Intelligence Task Force. Like people right. have no idea no what idea. it is, and like how many times does he have to explain to everyone that that he works for Unit and then what Unit is? Right. I mean, I get. Is it a secret government organization? Well, then why lead? I, but with then why Unit? is he saying yeah, it? Like every like yeah. you're supposed to even know what that is. Right, right, right. And if it was secret, why wouldn't he have like a cover story that he's something? Else? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people just don't. Yeah, Sergeant Benton also had no like a weird tucked in shirt thing going. Like his whole war, like, like his satin jacket and his pants were almost too high, but was the jacket tucked in at one point? Like his whole fashion ensemble was weird. It is nineteen seventy one. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it was like a weird color scheme too with his uh pants. These are the incisive um details. <laughs> right. <laughs> you come to expect from us. Um do we want to uh, talk about how Pert we got called out for wearing a wig? A that, wig. Was, that was a super funny <laughs> so moment. Nice. I love that. Love that. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Um, why don't we just start at the beginning? Start at the beginning. We'll stumble through and then uh, jump around a bit. Yeah. So um, we have the the opening of this is a dark and stormy night. Loved it from the beginning. Yeah. That the the tone they set. Guy coming out of a pub, um, driving rain, middle of the night, uh, walking his dog. And uh, comes into a graveyard and then is suddenly ah, taken down. Yep. So from the very beginning, tone was great. And then we get to meet immediately after that Miss Hawthorne. Um, so we get to spend a little time with this uh, white witch cast in runes. So that was – what did you think of Miss Hawthorne? There's a, a lot of our – the listeners are uh, are quite taken by her. I was a fan of her. I thought she was very uh, funny and like a different tone, like you know, she did the, she was her own thing. I thought she did a really good. The actress did a very good job with the character. Yeah, I I read maybe you saw this as well that originally she was directed to play the character as kind of like scatterbrained. Um, yes, and I like that she didn't. And she yeah. she said no, this is not what the character is. It is this instead, and and it totally works. It, the character would not have made any sense. Well. It just wouldn't have had any sort of significance if it was just a complete crackpot scattered that everyone could just dismiss. When people do dismiss her in this story, um, we see her as someone who actually has a lot going on and kind of understands it in a certain way and is correct in a certain way as to what's going on. Yeah, no, um, I'm so glad. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that the, originally it was going to be, you know, scattered. Like, she's not the butt of the joke. And there's like a respect that is given to they, her because you're like, oh, she actually knows try. what she's talking about. The doctor identifies with that, right? Says she's right when everyone else is sort of laughing at her. And I liked how that all played out. I mean, she was she. Some characters tried to make her the butt of the joke, but the story, like you said, the story didn't make her the butt of the joke. She actually was just a different perspective on the same facts that were were present in the story, which is kind of right. cool. Um, that whole. Um, tie in between science and magic, you know, it makes you think of the Arthur Clarke uh, third rule that any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. You've heard that, yes, phrase before. But that law wasn't that law of his didn't actually come into publication until seventy three. So I know his that idea has been floating around in his work, but it's just 
I, I like that Doctor Who does a serious take on that. Yeah, I thought that they did a good job too of not take not taking the magic away from magic, um, but mm-hmm. like you know they expl- he's basically like everything is a scientific explanation, blah blah blah. And it's not like a pull the mask off and oh it was it was this it was the neighbor Stevens shake your fist at him. You know, right. the magic itself was part of, was necessary to control, I forget, they talk about, like, focusing the mental energy. energy that you, yeah. So, like, ritual and magic and all of the black arts yeah. are all legitimate. It's just that it's not working in the way you think it's working, but all of that stuff is necessary. So, like, these wizards and sorcerers and stuff are actually doing things. They just don't, right. they're doing it in a different way. Yeah, no, I, I thought that that's was a cool. really good way of putting it too. Yeah, I thought that was that was that's what I was trying to say about Miss um, Hawthorne. She's addressing the same set of facts, but from the uh, vantage point, this is all magic. When the doctor is saying, "No, it's, it's science," but you're not wrong until he says she's wrong. Right? <laughs> she, uh, yeah. So all right. So, so, so this happens. This guy goes down. She, the uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's a BBC show going on. So that's how the doctor is actually made aware of this. Everybody's everybody's into this thing. This big reveal is gonna is winning the ratings that night. Uh, the doctor sees it and he realizes immediately that he, she's right. So how does he actually know much? The doctor, <laughs> like in general. I mean, no, um, I mean just yeah, he no, wa- he watches her on the TV, right? And she says, "You can't open this." Uh, I've seen that I've read the charts or whatever. And then he's like, she's right. We got to get there. But what was yeah. his, what was his hook in? Did she say well, like a certain it was word? Even before that. It was before that even. So we see the doctor and Joe, um, the doctor's tinkering with Bessie. Yeah. And the whole thing. They're talking they about use the that joke. and magic. They use that a lot. And it actually is kind of cool that they do. I like that. They spend all this time on this Bessie thing that he can remote control from his, from his pocket. And then it's like, oh, that's not the end of it. It's going to happen again. Oh, that's not the end of it. And even to like the very right. last scene, they, they bring it back. Yeah, but yeah. Go on. Um, so we see them at first. And uh, <clears throat> was it Yates that came to pick up um, Joe so they can go watch this thing? Um, yeah, I will confess. Not... I get. I will get Yates Same. and Benton mixed up. Uh, Cannot tell them apart. Uh, anyway, so yeah, comes to pick up uh, Joe. Doctor's not interested until they mention that it's in Devil's End. And then that twigs something for him, like Devil's End, that it seems to have this significance, but we never find out why. Like, that has, it, it seems like it's jarring something in the back of his head, but well, we don't I, know what that is. Yeah, well, let me ask this then. Let me pose okay. this to you. Do it. He immediately understands enough that he has a slideshow prepared. I don't know when he had time no, to put much, together the slideshow, but he, um, later. he knows that the demons have been around forever so right perhaps he knows locations of the demons and knows the last demon is located in devil's end yeah maybe i mean I guess it's it was, not he's, a surprise putting... to him of that they, and by the way is is it the ronnie also around during all these great moments and is it like the ronnie and the demon working together because it you get right. that a lot where it's like lot, this yeah. thing has been here forever and it's the response you killed jfk right um right but right. yeah go on. well i mean that's even new who um yeah so I guess maybe it was the combination of the fact they're digging up and you're excavating a barrow and that it was in Devil's End. And then he put two and two together in Time Lord mathematics and figured out, like, oh, this must be the demons from Demos. Right. Um, so maybe. I don't know. It wasn't clear. But then he gets very excited. And then I guess they drive in separate cars to go watch the thing. <laughs> um, 
So now who now who is um, talking about the the demons? So like there's like all sorts of like wacky stuff going on with street signs. Like eventually the doctor gets the devil's end and the doctor goes to find the dig site. And yeah, he's driving around with wind. Be- yeah, and these gusts of wind change the sign direction. Yeah. Now the demon's controlling that, but at that point the demon is small because the it, they haven't opened it yet because that right. happens at the end of the first episode, which freezes the doctor because when uh, he when the demon gets big, it gets cold, and when the demon gets small, it gets hotter. Is it the reverse of that? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember there was because any it's consistency it, with it because he's. Well, no, he he lay, of, he lays it out though. He does lay he it. He does, out. but I, I okay. So when they open the barrel, the doctor freezes. But we then see later, almost immediately after that, the helicopter the shot wave. of the giant hoof prints. So we know yes. that he's thirty feet tall. So he froze then. But then every subsequent time that the thing grows tall, there's a heat wave. So I don't think they actually are very consistent about it. He does lay it out that no, that I think it has, has to. to I think someplace. it has to be a heat wave when it shrinks, because, no, because got... it is you're taking a thing of of a very large mass and shrinking oh, it. Apply, and the energy has to go out in the form of heat. And the you reverse think... is true when you are uh, small and you get massive. You have to suck the energy in, into you. So it it would be cold I mean, when you get this. big. When you get huge, everything gets cold. Everyone right. knows this. <laughs> it's the opposite of what happens to a grown yeah. man. Uh, the the shrinkage happens the opposite of, of the so way right. you would think. That's so. how you remember it. That's how you have to remember that. <laughs> I would think that. Would I don't be the know. Case, I mean, they talk I think about it was a little bit. It's fine. But like talking more about like so, there's the, the gust of wind. This the spinning signpost part was the second time we see it. Maybe third that we see it. The the other time we see that before then was the big gust of wind when Miss Hawthorne's walking down the street and she yes. runs into the police constable and they're talking and chit-chat-chat. Then the wind blows and he's mesmerized and picks up a huge rock and is going to yes. bash her over the head with it. But she casts an incantation and the wind dies down. Right. So she's able to control it. Yeah. What are we supposed to infer from all this? I don't know what who's, you're supposed to infer. Who's controlling the wind? Right. Is she actually casting magic slash ancient technology yes. science? She so, is. Please go. But I would say Hold I would forth. I would this is also where I have a note about when the when the constable lifts the the rock up to kill her. Mm-hmm. If the demon is controlling him and not the so. master cuz you the master is sort of infiltrated this town and yes. he has his own little uh, dark Coven. circle. Uh, around him that he's because right. that's the master does that he controls people's minds he's done that before that's does one of his superpowers yep but he's not he didn't make the guy lift the the rock up so is the demon controlling people as well as the master like it it, it was oh like, you know what who, who, okay so i i was thinking that it, it can't be because they haven't opened the barrow yet so how can the demon be controlling anything but the townsfolk in the pub do say that for weeks ever since they started digging Right, that the stuff's been there's been freak weather, out. and that the cows dried up, et cetera, et cetera. So it must be that I'm, everyone listening to this is like, "You idiots!" Of course, it's the the demon. But I'm just trying to figure out how that could be. I guess as they start excavating the the barrow, the energy, you know, he's starting to be able to control the town around him. The control um, of the people makes very little sense too. In that the, the the at one point they're going to burn. It's all the way at the the end. They're going to burn yeah. the doctor alive. And we have like a throwback to the Salem witch trials type thing and these religious people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
So they're about to burn him alive. And one of the guys has the torch, and then the bartender, who is the head evil or the most evil of the crew, is like, burn him, burn him. And he's about to burn the doctor, and then the white witch comes out, and they do a little magic trick, and, you know, uh, look at that sign, and then... Benton or, or Yates, take your pick, is shooting at the thing, right? Bates, yes. The guy that's about to burn the doctor doesn't, and then instantly yep. is their best friend and is hanging out. And, like, it just the, – the who was, was the master controlling him? And all of a sudden his – he because the other guy, the bartender, stays evil until he gets yeah. killed by the little sea monkey, the silver <laughs> sea monkey. Didn't it look like a sea monkey? It, it did. Like, it was a weird – yeah, yeah, but yet he goes from about to burn another human alive to being be good, and also like when they have that wow. meeting and the master's like, "Enjoy your fair, uh, you're stuck here," you know, because and he kills a guy to show him that he's he's using like violence to keep them in line, not mind right. control, right? Well, but then why the too? Because he does. Yeah, it's just a right. weird. It's it just felt like. <clears throat> Are they contr- under a spell? And why are... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay, fine. so I, I totally agree with you. I don't understand... While I thought it was cool that we see this this constable about to kill Miss Hawthorne... It wasn't cool that he was about to kill her, but just like... Anyway, you know what I mean. Um, that was the only time we see someone get mind-controlled and then it goes away. The other times we see the mind-controls, the, doc- uh, the master doing his normal crazy eyes thing where he's like looking into their eyes he does this to a couple people in the town he tries to do it to miss hawthorne but she resists it but he has to be there and does that in this one it was the gust of wind and then he gets controlled and is going to uh kill her she counteracts it with her science chanting and uh and he's fine so if it is the demon controlling him then why doesn't the demon do that later as well i I, it it seems like they could have just left that out, and it would have been. It's it's hard to understand the demons' motivation because well, the demons are there to help humans because it's an no, experiment, not to help them, but it is an experiment. Right? There's no uh, value added to it. They're right. just sort it's, of they're amoral. Just yeah. yeah. But what is the experiment? And at and then at one point he's going to decide to give all his power to. The yeah, that person weird. that was the best on the planet, and then, but I don't know. I'm just, you know, it's hard to understand. Like the the master thinks he can control the demon, and the demon's like, "You can't control me. I I don't know." Right. But right. you know, he's able to talk to the and call and raise the demon because he knows the black magic. Mm-hmm. But like, what does the demon really get out of it? Right. So, the race of demons was on Earth for 100,000 years. And he's the last this experiment, whatever it is, right? And he's the last one. So his responsibility to either blow everything up because the science experiment was a failure or pass his power to someone else, I don't understand why that's the choice. Right, but and what again, happened to the I'm other not demons? A, Did they I'm die not an in ancient their... alien, so how can I possibly know? Yeah, very ancient aliens this is also steeped in. A lot of that stuff <laughs> yeah. was going on in the 70s, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what happened to the other demons? Sure. Did they die in a demon retirement home? Like, where did they go? Did they? Mm-hmm. And and at what? I don't know. Is it, was it like he's trying to raise a super race and to have someone? Because he doesn't care if you're evil. He's going to gift it to the doctor. Right. Yeah. He goes back and forth a couple of times, which was a little annoying. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> killed by the power of sacrifice uh, when Joe decides that she's going to uh, give her life. He can't compute. 
uh, and die. So I don't know. I, I just found the demon as I, I love the demon. I thought it was a cool design and and the the the, the furry pants and the, the shirtless monster. I was all that was all fine. It was Here, very here's here's my here's my hot take. The demon was the worst part of the story. <laughs> the demon as a character or the char- or the design of the demon. Yep. <laughs> all uh, the above. Uh, I, I thought the, I, I thought the design was cool. I mean the, the the concept was good. I liked the concept of it. I think the execution the vocalization, the vocal performance of the actor doing the demon did not do it for me. Couldn't stand it. I thought the design of the demon was fine. Um was fine. It wasn't great or anything, but it was okay. Sure. It was like a big pan. No, uh, see, I, I, I would disagree with you. I thought they did a really good job. And it was sparse. You didn't get a lot of demon. That was the saving grace. And I that, thought the that way they did the camera work was the best you could do. Like, it was a lot of, you know, uh, over the shoulder from a high angle to try to make them feel smaller. It was like right. stuff you would see in, like, the Lord There of were the very Rings few moments where, where the... Um, Begin. Special effect, the special effect of the of the demon growing, for example, there are only a few moments where it's like, oh, this is really limited by the era um, of what they were able to get away yeah, with. The growing was a little Con- weird. Contrasted with some of the other effects that they did, which were really, really, really convincing. The fact that with, at the end when they blew up the church, that looked absolutely convincing. And I and I read um, yeah, that was cool. That was a minute that uh, right? that, they, that the BBC actually got complaints like, how could you blow up a church? For this, like people thought it looked real, but whatever. I thought, I mean, so so the contrast between how good some of the effects looked versus what they did with the demon, what they did with the gargoyle, oh boy, yeah, that was, was a little rough, terrible. Yeah. It was, I mean, the design of the gargoyle was <laughs> awful when it was actually like a you know st- quote unquote stone gargoyle just sitting there, totally fine with the tongue sticking out. Like that's really typical. No, the, the guy in a spandex suit with a mask with a tongue sticking out was not great. <laughs> but all of like the ad, like the the way that they moved their body and like blowing things up, and I, I was I was in for that. I, I enjoyed it because it was campy. I don't think it was. I don't think it was especially good. No, and, but I and enjoyed it's, it. Okay, so the de- the demon can control humans, assuming he controlled the police officer. He also can Assuming. control inanimate objects like a gargoyle statue. Now that the statue gargoyle wait, 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 demon, wait, 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 but the the gargoyle statue was under the master's control, not under the demon's control. The what? master uses him to kill people. Well, the I thought the master was the just demon. doing his master control thing. I I think, that, but I thought oh, he boy, was considered we are so much wrong. I'm sure. Well, I thought he was also a demon, like a mini demon, like a mini boss, and the big boss. But I assume that they were. Of the same ilk. It was something along... They say something along the lines of that energy has to go someplace. And that was... It was it was a side effect of him summoning the demon that this energy went into the... Gar- they, they say something along the lines. But demon energy, like, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Demon energy, no? Yes, but it's the master that's controlling him. It was a, yeah, I think yeah. the master has, has a, uh, some control over it. But also, I think the demon does too, doesn't it? Didn't seem like it has the same control. kind of magic. I mean, maybe he does. Like, but the he master's didn't... not doing the uh, uh, dome of death, like the fire dome. That's the demon sure. doing that. And it's sure. the same kind of like heat explosion that when the demon's disintegrating people. Like, right, how right, is the right. master no, no. able to? If that's not demon magic, like... no, it's demon magic, but it's the master controlling. It's, like I said, I. I... I feel like I said it was a it was a side effect of him summoning the demon 
just like you know the freezing cold or the or the heat wave or whatever this was just the energy going out and it and it brought this thing to life and it is under the master's control so it's the demon's energy, but the master's controlling it. Okay. That that's how I took it. I'm probably wrong. Everybody no, it's fine. Just, I mean, I, every I, at once just scream at your at your podcast player. Yeah. And, what, I don't know. and the master just wanted the power, right? We all just want well, the. Power. What I want to do is get hung up on the minutia of this story. Well, what else um, is there but to get hung up on the minutia? Uh, hey, remember when the doctor yelled at the brigadier? Like, just berated him, and then Joe said the same thing that the doctor said, and then he publicly scolded her and embarrassed her when this he weird power dynamic her. display, and then Benton laughed, like, secretly laughed and got caught. That What was the point of it? I don't know why he they put Joe so much fun of Joe. Yeah. And he, it's stuff that he just said. All she's like, She says something he would say, because she's trying to fit in, because he's this weird character that sort of, she just wants his approval. And he publicly shuts her down. And at the end, by the way, she saves the day. She right. wins. Without her, the doctor's dead. And okay. he's like, you did a really good job. She's like, did I? Go get changed. The men are talking. And then they send her off <laughs> to get out of her white dress. Uh, yeah. And then they were like, well, this is really what happened, fellas. And then they all get Yeah, there's some horrible out. sexism going on here. I mean, the, the fact that the doctor says, did you fail math as well as science? She was a unit scientist. I mean, she was like a lab assistant. She was a, a unit scientist. And he says, did you fail math as well as in front of everyone? And the fact that she saves the day, but it's because she's, this is my read on it, because she's an emotional woman and jumps in front of them. Like, your emotions are illogical, and that's what saves the day. Like, it is horribly sexist the whole way through. Um, So even though she does get to be, you know, the one who carries the day, it's, it is still, still reads as a sexist sort of, it's not great. Um, no, it's but fine. I don't understand and he why also master- like doesn't have her. Did they not have seatbelts then? Because when the doctor is doing the com- uh, the chicken with the firewall and then turns, she just goes tossed out she of just the flying seat. out. Well, Bessie doesn't have seatbelts, and yeah. then she ends up in bed. Like she, she's knocked out, and they put her in bed. Yeah. Did you understand why all of a sudden she was just mumbling things about what like what she had to do? How did she get right. any of that information? No. She's I like, mean, we gotta, gotta, gotta get to the thing. And then she she leaves the the room and, and falls asleep in a bush. Yeah, I don't know what happened And then falls out there. of the bush. And then <laughs> keeps... And starts going the wrong direction. And then turns around and goes back where she's supposed to. Why was I don't know what was bush? going on with her. Why was she in the bush? I, if they're in the bush, it that... didn't make any... <laughs> I don't know. And well, then, there was there was an earthquake thing that happened, and she but she no, stumbles but into like a bush, passed and, out in the bush, and, falls and then she falls out. She literally passes out in the bush just to let Yates or Benton take your pick get into the <laughs> crypt, and then she falls out and goes the other way to get in there. And then when he's already in there, and then they run into each other, they hear someone, and the two of them hide behind an open grate that you can clearly see through yeah, when the. When yeah. the uh, person's coming i don't remember if it's the well, no, the, in that moment i i had written this down too uh they're down in the in the, the crypt together and uh, uh benton yates says to her you got to be careful there's booby traps and magic all over the place look i'll show you and and, and, there, and there's guards everywhere they, they could see us so he takes a book and throws it onto that stone and it blows apart yeah. you know so no one knows that they were down there <laughs> let's just let's just blow shit up and then go hide in front of an open grate well there's that there's the other time i think when they fur when they find Either Benton or Yates, take your pick, finds the white <laughs> witch who they had put in, like, a place where you would put, 
uh, scarfs or old jackets. Right, right, right. Uh, she's like, oh, he, uh, the priest is coming. And they hide. It's like, this guy's like a military killer. Uh, why is he hiding so from many, an unarmed pr- Like, what are you hiding from? So many for? times <laughs> do Benton Gates get beaten up by townies. Yes. And there are these <laughs> trained unit officers. And, like... There's there's the one time in, in Captain Yates in, gets a bit some action hero moments though. Yes, in, in his he defense. totally does until he stepped on that stone and like got crippled by it. But <laughs> there were other times when like the uh, the Morris dancers during the the Maypole dance comes in and almost beats the crap yeah. out of Benton Yates. That's his name now. <laughs> uh, until he gets saved by Hawthorne. It's uh, I don't understand why they're just so inept. <laughs> No, times. and why did there's so many whys, and I love I why? love this story. Yeah, I, know. These I think this story is a really good script. I think I love it. This is one of my this is an excellent story. We get it. We get it. But <laughs> what like, and then all of a sudden, one of the town guys runs out and steals the helicopter, and then yeah. Benton Yates tries to stop him. It does not go well. But what is what is the who is controlling this guy? And he's chasing the doctor. Well, he's not, and he's not then controlled. he blows up in the fire dome that, if it's the demon, he should know about. It should not be a no surprise. No one's controlling him. No one's controlling him. So what is he's he just doing, doing? He's doing the master's bidding. The master, like, is controlling him in just, like, a regular, like, I have I have information over you. You're gonna you're in my coven. Do as I say. He's so not the master is him. unaware that there's a fire dome? But he's not controlling the guy. The guy is just... Flying the helicopter okay, and fine. he's an idiot. Let's just say that the master says, I really need... Let's just agree and disagree. <laughs> the master's like, hey, everybody, I want you to find and get the doctor. Also, it's worth pointing out, there is a giant fire dome that will kill you around... Like, that should be the I first thing you bring up. I cannot repeat this enough. There is a fire Guys, dome. Listen, you will We already die. lost Stanley. Uh, <laughs> Peter, I'm looking at you with your singed eyebrows. We cannot... I don't know. It felt like... All of that was just for the action scene. Like it had yes, no totally fair, and that's fine. Uh, I, it was. Meaning. I don't understand this. This is not unique to who, but like I don't understand who who. Where the... I, I don't understand who wrote the word boost and put it near that switch, so that when they were ready to give it a boost, they knew they which one, boost. which lever to yeah, throw. The big boost button. I um, I don't understand scenes in any <laughs> uh, popular fiction with a car driving and a helicopter chasing it. What is it going to do? Is the helicopter supposed to land on the car and push it off the road? Because then what happens to the helicopter? It goes flipping over and they die. How is that? It's like a shark and a bear fighting. It doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, it's never going to make sense. If they were like shooting the at Bessie, time. which they're totally not. Would have made sense. They're that would have been fine. They were not. And he meanwhile, Benton Yates. Ram him off the road. Yeah, Benton Yates is on the motorcycle, going to help him. Yes. But is he? Because he doesn't. No. He just goes no, up and goes. I can I can uh, drive them off you, and the doctor's like, "No, you can't." He's like, "Fair enough." And then he just <laughs> he just takes. There's another scene that's not the exact same thing, but it's like uh, Benton Yates is like, "I'm gonna go check out the village," and the brig's like, "No, you're not." He's like, "Okay, no, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and if that the entire scene was about thirty seconds long just to do that. Was so, there a lot of butt slapping? I have not in my when I notes, was watching it. I have I was in my notes so. lots of butt slapping, and I can't remember if that even happened once. But it must have, right? I think your note was asking for more butt slapping. Yeah, that might have been. That's it. what you wanted. You wanted that more butt slapping. Yeah. I don't recall any. Um, it's fine. A surprisingly Maybe there wasn't amount enough. of butt slapping. If you noticed a lot of butt slapping, uh, reverse uh, the polarity. We got the reverse the polarity reverse line. Reverse the polarity. That's, that's a fan's that's favorite. Okay, so... 
so let's talk about the whole unit thing. Um, the fact that the brigadier is in this is fantastic. He didn't have a whole lot going on until the very end. No, his entire role like, was to drill a hole in the fire dome. Firewall. Firewall. Yep. And then get in and really not do much after that. Yeah. Other than get yep. soldiers killed. Boy, did he. Um, so there's the whole thing with him and the technology officer, whose name is Osgood. I don't want to make too much out of that, but there's an Osgood. Oh, there's several Osgoods there you go. Um, throughout the show. But anyway, technology guy, unit, Osgood. Um, this tech guy can't figure out how to make a simple dynamic energy extractor. Yeah, <laughs> what a freaking idiot. Um, so they can punch a hole in the dome. Does the doctor know that punching a hole in the dome is not only going to let them get through, but will also weaken the demon? Yes, demon? and he says he knows that. He that says it's, that it's yeah. siphoning off the okay, right? Part of his, he wanted, his oh, thing. oh, right, because he wanted them to punch a hole in and bring the machine first, like get that over to me because yes. I need that. The rest of you can wait, but they don't. They go in first and then they bring it through and it explodes. But um, honestly, what difference would it have made? Because they none. get it through before it explodes. So even if they brought it through first, it would have right. it would have exploded. I mean, it was going to explode. It's it's built. To it's a lot of work for something that doesn't work out. Yeah, that's, so that's what I was thinking when we when I was watching this. Is they they punch the hole in the dome so that all the unit soldiers can get in, so that they can dot dot dot. Like, what are they? What are they planning? Well, all because then the doctor at the end when he confronts the demon is like, "I got a machine. You've seen how I use it." And the demon's like, "Yeah, I know. I blew it up, or it's it's gone." He's like, right. "I got a second machine," and he's like, "No, you, you don't." Know you don't. And he goes, "Yeah, I don't." <laughs> He doesn't even try to push the lie more right, than no, a no, few no. Feet. But that's, I thought that was actually kind of interesting. Is like the 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 demon is just showing his power. Like the demon's kind of omniscient and knows. Like he, I mean, he even knew that the master wasn't from Earth. Yes, just by yeah. looking and at him, knows and then the knew that there was another the one on the planet. Right. So it's just showing his omniscience. Like you can't lie to him. You're not going to get away with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had that. Uh, so then, so the, the brig does get in and brings all the, the commandos with them, and all they do is just keep shooting at the gargoyle, and yeah, it doesn't and, work. And so they just keep guys shooting just more keep at the gargoyle. getting disintegrated. Yeah, and then they blew it up with the bazooka, and it reconstituted again and came back. At them. We, so we are missing one piece. Okay, so <gasps> we we get all the way to the to the the doctor has to literally show up to tell them how to build this thing, which right. is the only reason he drives, which so we can get the aerial helicopter battle. Then when he gets there, he then takes the motorcycle from Yates to drive back. So we have the doctor on a motorcycle. At one point, I don't remember. I think it's one of the townspeople is about to shoot the doctor, and then yeah. he wipes out on his own. Do you remember? He takes, like, yeah, he takes a shot at him, and well, no, I thought I thought it like hit the motorcycle and threw him off. I thought he balance. fell before the shot was taken. Like he's about uh, to shoot, and then the doctor falls. He's like, I guess that shot because you know whatever. Yeah. So then he gets back, and be- while this drain is happening, that makes the sea monkey go a little wackadoo, and the doctor's able to uh, to go past it. Mm-hmm. So you think, but my you think that the doctor actually was shot, and that's why he fell. I thought the motorcycle I thought was he, shot. And I that's thought why he just he fell on his own because he didn't know how to drive. Oh. We'll never know. I have a more charitable read on the scene. Oh, can <laughs> I just mention real quick? So the fact that the uh, what happened? The brigadier comes in oh, with the, the brigadier. soldiers, and, they, and they're shooting at the gargoyle. Uh, uh, he says, uh, the winged one, five rounds rapid to the one soldier to, to shoot him. And apparently that's like a really famous line um, in all of Dr. Yes, Hino. and that's in the fact, name of his book. The, 
the name of the uh, yeah Nicholas nice. Courtney's autobiography, which is kind of fun. There you go. Uh, Fine Browns Rapid, and Just I believe that, uh, that he... everyone's like, "Hey, you idiots!" He didn't even mention it. So there you go. Yeah, and then I believe that he this is his personal favorite uh, story that he did. Chaps with a wing there. Five rounds rapid. Okay, so what else do we have going on? Um, the evil church versus the witches we talked about. Oh, uh, I will say this yeah. in terms of oh, the yeah. outside form. Sure. To talk form and not story. Sure. I noticed, like, watching it, I was like, hmm, some of this looks really good. And some of it looks really kind of the quality sort of dropped. I didn't know if it was, mm. was BritBox or whatever. And then I did look up, and apparently this is another... Oh story that had tapes erased and yeah the original maybe three parts or four parts of this were I think erased four parts were missing and yeah. then they had to take a lower quality ntsc version to right. take so that sort of explained why i felt like some parts looked great and i was like it yeah. made me wish that they had shot all this on film and we could get like a decent blu-ray or, or hd version of it because it looked all the stuff is exteriors it looks great but there is like a noticeable quality dip in terms of like how the actual footage looks uh you know based on the you know quality of yeah. it, not how they made uh, it so i saw that as well um apparently take it for what it's worth from the wiki um the original videotapes were uh 625 line pal which means it's higher resolution than dvd of uh, 480 would be the equivalent basically if i'm doing my conversions right so it was yeah so the original source was was very high quality um and then they had to reconstruct it using other pieces to put it back together so that kind of strange and it, was it literally like someone taped it on beta from like a tv broadcast is that where the ntsc version or was that like something they had delivered to uh pbs or something i actually don't see anything about the ntsc in the place that i'm reading that does talk about 16 millimeter black and white film teller recordings yeah but they, i think they took the co- they took the color or something from this lower right. quality it yeah. doesn't matter it's all fine it doesn't it does not matter um okay oh, so I, the end of the story right so we get all the, through the stuff joe sacrifices herself yep they're doing the maypole dance. They're still doing the maypole dance. Yeah. Even while, like, the stuff is happening and people the are getting church, killed. The church just blew up. Yeah, there's still dudes holding <laughs> on doing... to the maypole. They yep. didn't let go of the maypole. All of this no. stuff is going on. The demon yeah. is shoot is disintegrating people. <laughs> and these guys are so starved for anything that, that resembles fun that they're just holding <laughs> on to the maypole. I was Can like, we please on. dance. Well, I don't understand. Okay. So the maypole dance is going to start. The first time yeah. we see the the townsfolk coming out and doing their hop, skip, and jumps, and then we have the Morris dancers uh, shaking the rattles. Why do they show? This seems like I, I've never been to a maypole dance in an old English village. I'm just going to put that right yeah. out there. I'm sorry, I haven't done it. Lord Why were there other villagers grabbing their kids and bringing them indoors <laughs> when when these maypole dance? Like they do two shots of people being like, "Uh oh, these did. people are back." Well, I, t- like, I took what? I, yeah, I took that as these are people not under the influence of whoever, and the yeah, people coming are people all are? the people under the influence of the master. Totally get that, right? But why would they know that they just look like they're coming to do the regular annual maple yeah, dance? Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. And they're like, hide your kids. I don't know what's I happening. I guess because there's been – the earth has been shaking. Sure. Right? And the temperature yeah. is rising and then dropping. But they're blaming that on the maple dancers? Oh, we didn't really I don't know. Talk. It's just it's yeah, just I, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we didn't really talk it. about the uh, doctor getting completely frozen. 
Yes. Right? And, and they do the two the hearts gag, two which heart is fun. Gag. Yeah. And he's nearly killed. Like, he's nearly, like, we're just yeah. going to bomb him. Like, they think he's dead. Yep. Um, that, all of that happened just for a cliffhanger, though. Right. Right? I mean, he's immediately... Yeah, that's all that, that was. The heat wave comes, I, I believe, in the beginning of the comes. second story, right? Yeah, let's just say yes. It's fine. Uh, it was just, it just felt like it was a weird, yeah, weird, just, I mean, but know, they, they let it play out for a little while. It, it wasn't one of those, um, misdirect cliffhangers where it looks like yeah, someone's dead, yeah, but really, right. I think, yeah, they, right. They so do, the end yeah. of the first episode is the opening of the tomb and then he probably is frozen for a good portion of the second. Story. Right. And then, and then, uh, uh, knocked out for a remainder of that until the heat wave comes and thaws him the rest of the way out, which was kind of fun. Um, some of the other minor characters we didn't really talk about. The uh, professor that's leading the archaeological dig. Kind of I thought he was really funny and snide. Yeah, and he just, kind of just falls putting off. everyone down. He kind of falls off the story, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's only up? important for the beginning. He gets uh, actually, killed. I think right? He dies. He dies in yeah, the, he, that, he that original yeah. Frozen. Uh, frozen two. But super fun that he was just like making fun of the TV producers and all of their yeah. Their stuff. That was that was. That was he great. was a little hard for me to understand as well. He that, I sometimes I was like, will tell you what is he saying? Okay, fantastic. You're right. The, so so not only is the audio quality not great in some of these places, sometimes the accents are a little hard for us idiots to understand. Um, I instead watched it on BritBox on the on Safari. <laughs> And put that onto the TV because then you can get the subtitles. Oh, uh, I should so, do that. So, little trick for next time. It's right. it is a little bit easier. Anyway, um, that aside, uh, the the present the TV presenter that's doing the whole um, Gerardo Rivera uh, digging yeah. into the barrow. It I couldn't help it. He made me think it was Eric Idle doing a Monty Python sketch of someone of a TV reporter. He just felt yeah. so over the top in camp. It felt like uh, a Monty Python sort of bit, but it was not. Anyway, I just. Wanted to throw that out there for no freaking reason. Um, what else do we got? Oh, the um, the incantation that the the master is doing. Did you see what that actually was? No. What is it? Like what the it words is, were? Yeah, it is. Uh, Mary had a little lamb spoken backwards. Oh, fair enough. And originally they were going to. This is according to Wikipedia. I don't know if this is true. It was going to be the Lord's Prayer done backwards. Oh, but that was immersive. too much. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been too much. But they can talk about the devil all they want, but they can't uh, do that. Um, so that was fun. And um, what else is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved all that black magic stuff. I could, I could watch. Oh. Like, I wish there was more of that. Actually, because is like there... he has this black circle. Now, are we supposed to just assume that the black circle is the same people that were going to burn the master just without their hoods? Yes. All right. Yeah. Um. I mean that's that's what I took it. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. But like they oh, they like sort we, of dissipate like the their outfits. Are, I guess are only for uh, ceremonial use. Yeah, where do they hang well, them? Like, there's never a scene of, of which, them ch- changing. Uh, well, they, the one thing they do show changing is when they grab Joe and they're going to sacrifice her. They have to put her into a white yeah, dress. Yeah, so they had wide. that dress on they the ready, they ready to go. Yeah, that that <laughs> scene was a little odd too because it's like, Horrible. of course, it it just felt like they're shoehorning in this. Like, why is the master yes. sacrificing? It's not a sacrifice when you're killing an unwanted... She's not sacrificing anything. It's not a sacrifice from them. They right. just want to kill and her. And how does like, that play? I guess, like, the, the fear, her fear was going to feed the... I think that's right. Yeah. The demon that more. I don't know. And he can sure, only... Sure, sure. The other thing was, like, there's the... They set up the three limit, right? He's going to call this demon three times. Three by times. the third time, the He'll demon's going to make his decision. Yeah. 
felt I, like the sure. Trinity. Man, you can read into that what you sure, want. Sure, sure. Three. How do we tie in that guy's newspaper coat into uh, a reading of church versus? Yeah, that, was, that freaking newspaper coat. That <laughs> whole scene, like that, could have been the movie too. Like just the lunatics at that. Like it was like a horror movie of just like the May Day gone wrong. Where yeah. they're like burning people alive and wearing dumb outfits. All of this recalled for me. Um, have you seen the Mystery Science Theater three thousand uh, episode about Manos Hands of Fate? Um, uh, it was maybe. very Manos to me, yeah. but it's, it's all the same, you know, uh, genre uh, for me. Loved that, so that's fun. Oh, you did mention Bessie, of course, doing the self-driving thing. The fact that uh, she she it wasn't really her, and she's not a she. That the doctor drives Bessie over top of the the guy that's going to burn at the stake. Yeah, nearly then, murdering uh, him. And then also when uh, the master's going to get away, he jumps into Bessie and just brings him back. And the master's like, oh, you got me. He could have just jumped out of Bessie but decided <laughs> no. not to. He gave up pretty quick. Like, he just was like, all right, fine. You got me. Nothing in my hand I bring. Is that what you're going to say? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like the master is in his little, uh, whatever, priest vicar room. Uh, yeah. It's a church thing. The vicar room. The Trinity hymnal, I believe. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think we covered everything, unless there's anything else that you think we need to talk uh, about. Let's notes. see. Yates and his oh. ringtone. There's a lot of uh, phone work where y- Yates is like, and then he's like, hey, what's going on? That's not worth bringing up. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad you did Joe getting publicly scolded. We talked about it. A bunch of mannequins in a diorama under the church in the crypt. Did, why were there like there were lights on them? They're like, did you notice there's mannequins in the back, like staging scenes? I don't think I even noticed that at all. I, I think maybe that's just a normal. It's just thing. like a live action stations of the cross uh, for except like you know black magic. Yeah. Um, the name of the pub was the Cloven Hoof. Oh, oh that's kind of fun. A lot that's of hoof of talk. A lot of hoofs. A lot of cloven hoofs. Um, so wait, we were talking a little bit about the doctor and his slideshow. When did he prepare oh, yeah. that thing? He's got all these slits. Like, what's this? And she's like, "It's an ancient Egyptian god." Yes. Right. What's this? And like, when did he put that together? There happens to be a slide machine. Yeah. And he does. And they he tries to do the presentation several times and just keeps getting interrupted. That was kind of funny slash annoying. And that, then, that happens so many times yes. when he's trying to explain what's going on with the science magicy stuff, and then also when he's trying to explain to the to Osgood, the technician, how to put together the machine. And he keeps getting interrupted every time yes. over and over again. So it's like this running gag that keeps happening. Yeah, and it's weird the way that they unveil that. Like, he's... The first time, I think, is the... Uh, like, the phone goes off, and it's the brigadier, and the brigadier is going to blow the... He, can't, he's, he I think he explains, like, the firewall. And then they wait to find out from the airplane, right? And the fighter yes. pilot. And you have to yeah. wait... Kind of a little bit longer than you probably should have to wait for, like, the, the guy. It's just, like, literally the brigadier standing by a uh, radio. And you hear the pilot going, like, all right, we're about to try to shoot. Canister's loaded. Canister's... And, and, like, goes on and just keeps going on. And then the doctor has to draw on a napkin or whatever, like, what the dome looks like. And then finally Benton's like, right. yeah, you want to get back to the whole uh, presentation? And then you watch the presentation. Right. It was just, right. like, a weird... I- delay he, and then the way to, that they ended up doing it was odd i don't i don't know why he had to had to draw the dome over the town like there was, there was no point it just that little it's a dome i you think just it's because it. it's, it's a kid show 
and kids are like, oh, "What is anyone right. talking about?" It's like that's literally, true. this is we're just. What we're I do to forget this to. is a kid's show. Um, well, that's fine. <laughs> what are just we doing? A with our lives? Of, okay, just a couple of grown men uh, <laughs> spending hours, spending of four their, years, uh, yeah, time fine. talking about a kid's show. Okay, just got so sad. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, um, we got a lot of feedback on this story. Oh yeah. yeah. Some of it from my dogs. Um, do you want me see. to read the uh, Facebook stuff first while this you is prepare? Thing we never do. Yeah, read the Facebook thing. Okay. All right. So I reached out on our Facebook page, and listen. Speaking of Facebook, I am very, very close to uh, deleting my own personal Facebook page. So I'm wondering if we should get rid of the Facebook page and cuz you can have like a group like there could be an old Dr. Ho show group and then people can be more involved in posting about it as opposed to me running this Facebook page cuz I'm not a big fan of Facebook and I don't know why I'm still feeding my data into that but anyway so I heard from uh three people three listeners uh about what they thought of this particular show uh, and this is coming from the uh, Homos of Harmony Haven, who I believe is a uh, narrative uh, Narrat- fictional fiction. fictional story that you, you should check out. Uh, this story is much beloved by most Who fans. I recently rewatched, and I can see why. It's not in my top 10, or even in my top 20, probably. Whoa. So he gave him a little... Whoa! That little probably gives you a little bit of a way back in if you change your mind later. However, watching the full season, it is a great season finale, which finally sees the team capture the master. Yes, that's, we didn't talk about that. that so they cool. actually that's have true. the yeah. master, uh, you know, right next to Magneto in that underground bunker. <laughs> gives everyone at unit something to do. True. And the <clears throat> Pertwee-Manning bond seems to really solidify here. Miss Horthorn bugs the crap out of me, though. Okay, now I kind of like Miss Horthorn. Uh, yeah. But everything else, I think I agree with you on, except maybe the Pertwee-Manning bond is a little bit toxic in the sense that the doctor sometimes just publicly humiliates her for things that he has just said. Yeah, okay, so Mark uh, Mark I uh, is saying, uh, seeing the Headington Quarry Morris men dancing in this episode is what made me want to start Morris dancing. I know what all of these words are separately, but together I'm not sure what the... Headington Quarry Morris men are. Is that is Morris dancing a thing? Okay, yeah, Dan those are the is aware guys that of it. Were the, in the white with the rattles and the okay, sticks. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Uh, an excellent hobby that I now do most weekends. Okay, fair enough, Mark. I think. Hey, we do this. We do this. Yeah, we do so. this most weekends. Also, this is such a cozy story. Love spending time with Benton Yates and the Brig. I agree. I liked Benton Yates, Yates and Brig, even though sometimes I get Benton and Yates mixed up. Yeah. Uh, Jeff W. says, not a big fan of Doctor 3, but this is an all-time classic, probably because I love Hammer, Hammer horror films. I completely ah, agree with you, you, Jeff, on that one. Uh, Delgado at his best, the quotable chap with wings, five rounds rapid, the blowing up of the church that brought lots of complaints. Dan, you had oh. mentioned that. Oh, the, as, the Azel Devil. Uh, even though the resolution is a bit nonsense, yes, and I think uh, he's referring to the the just yeah yeah the magic Joe was in your heart the whole time yeah, that kind of thing. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. uh, so yeah that's what we got on the Facebook page so I appreciate that from the three of you that's fantastic we got some feedback on Twitter um, uh, let's see Christmas Paddock says uh, 
give me some early 70s wicker man derive hoo-ha with an alien as ancient deity throw in the master and then have unit try to blow stuff up and i'm a happy guy substantive nope fun you bet your ass agreed agreed yes. um uh at darren lodge says Azel with his wrinkled stockings and hairy chest i like <laughs> the story because they blow up the church near the end uh and then have a merry dance around the maypole as you do uh, Miss Hawthorne's last line to Benton is a uh, 24-carat corker. What is her last line uh, I don't remember. to Benton? Huh. I could look that up real quick. Um, oh, there it is. I didn't even know what it is. It? Holy crap. Uh, the last line is a corker. This is uh, Hawthorne saying to Benton, Sergeant, we must do the fertility dance to celebrate. Benton says... Oh, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm still rather busy. And Hawthorne says, oh, nonsense, Sergeant, come along. That is right. So, I yeah, forgot that. And, and then, that's pretty oh, great. So that's a Benton. And then Yates asks the Brig to dance. Yes. And yes, fancy there's dance some tension here. going on there. And then the Brig can't, is not comfortable yet with that part of himself. And he's like, I got to go drink. And well, no, that's what he's saying. He's got to go have a, he's got to have a couple beers first. And then okay, we'll then see where the night goes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of so relationships, <laughs> I know I I, th- I believe I brought this up on previous reviews of Pertwee stories, but yeah. there is they are trying to do something with Joe and Yates Benton, right? There it seems feels to like be... something is maybe there. Now she ends up with some hippie uh, when they're trying to stop the worms in uh, the green. What's it called? The Death. green Death. Yeah. Yeah. But it felt like yeah, yeah. it felt it like does. something it does feel like there. there's some there's will they there. won't they yeah, yeah. maybe um, uh, uh, at at where taco forty two says absolutely great episode that's an absolutely great handle uh, Delgado is my favorite master the chemistry between him and Pertwee is so much fun to watch that's true there's not a whole lot of interaction between them until the very end when they're in the uh, they're yeah and I I like him as a master but it's fun I agree with I think that he's a great master. Uh, Hair of the Hound says, watching the demons while on mushrooms is a live show just waiting to happen. Um, so I'm still waiting for my mushrooms to kick in. I, I took you. mine. So this is. Yeah, I took them. Yeah, I'm just okay. like, I haven't felt a thing yet. I think I got a bum batch. It's just hard cuts and I'm talking into an exhaust fan of a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Gallifrey's Most Wanted says, I think it's one of the near-perfect Pertwee era stories, a tightly written and directed production, something for all side characters to do. And that's the thing that I always bring up. It's like there's there's not enough for everyone to do. Yeah, everybody's We've got something to do. It's really, really well done. Even yep, Joe, yep. despite the fact that she spends some portion hiding in a tree Falling or sleeping bushes. in a tree, yeah, <laughs> uh, has, has business to do. Uh, World Enough and Time podcast says, uh, love it, exclamation point. One of the coziest stories, perfect viewing in one go on a cold, rainy winter afternoon, which it is. Yeah, right it's now. raining in oh, uh, New rainy Jersey. Uh, I think I prefer to watch it in black and white as that's how I first saw it. Oh, oh that's that. Kind of fun. Now, this this aired in color, no, right? right? So they had a black and white TV. They just happened to see it. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Um, Uncle Beer says um, it's a brilliant podcast. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Throw that in there, so thank you. 
Um, great. So, but we also thank you all for the for the tweeters. Um, you can get us at TODW Show on the tweet machines. Also, we got a bunch of emails. Oh, we did. So we get through those quickly. All right. While you're getting well. that, just a uh, heads up. You can always give us a review. We didn't get any reviews. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be cool. Okay, Dan, you may um, go. You can leave it in the iTunes store of your area, and if it's not the U.S., we'll get it eventually. We just don't get them at the same time. But anyway, do that. Um, if you want to email us, you can do it at the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com, like these folks did. Rob says, one of the best Pertwee era, one of the best of the Pertwee era. They wrote it correctly. I read it wrong. Such a fun story. When the Doctor Who was canceled, it was kept alive by Big Finish, as well as a professional fan-made films by Real Time Pictures and BBV. Uh, this is one of the stories that was revisited with the film Demos Rising in mm. 2004, which is worth watching if you can find it. Um, Rob's prediction is uh, Dan will like it, but Eric will be on the fence. Oh, no, Dan will like it, but be on the fence, and Eric will love it. I did love which it. Which is pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't on the fence. I, I really liked it. I just had uh, the things that held it back held it back more for me than it did for you, but overall, Eric convinced me that I love it. Um, okay. This one is coming from John. Before you go, says, before you go oh, on to that, no, so too late. The the Demos Rising. So that's a is that a film? What is that? Yeah, I think it's a fan film. That's what he's referring to. It's a fan BBV. film. Yeah, BBV. So it's not film? something you can legally saying. purchase. or something we. Just, I would I like to no see that. No idea. I think you should do some googling All while right, I'll I'm look, reading. I'll look for it. Go on. Fantastic. Uh, John writes to us: um, <laughs> Red wine, cheese, and the Day of the Daleks. Uh, greetings from Australia. Greetings. Um, I've been a subscriber for about a year now. Greatly look forward to my tri-weekly dose of the podcast. Although I have memories of Pat Troughton, my doctor was John Pertwee. Um, some of the best stories from that era were Spearhead from Space that frightened the crap out of my brother and I when I was uh, when the shop window dummies came to life uh, in Bentles in Ealing High Street. I liked your review of that show. Uh, you're yet to review Day of the Daleks, which was partially filmed where we lived in Hayes near London at the old canal tunnels near the railway. Uh, it's always been a personal favorite of theirs. Uh, please, if you review it, which we are, we're we going are. to be That's doing on Day of the Daleks. March 11th, 2020. It's a few months away. Because we're never going to be done. Uh, if, when you review it, watch the enhanced version with the new special effects. It's a lot better for its original broadcast. It had only three Daleks in the assault. Um so uh, I wrote you back to say this, but we typically watch these in BritBox. BritBox doesn't have the special effects versions of these, but you can usually at least find individual scenes on YouTube. We can do comparisons. So we'll make sure to check that out as well whenever we take a look at that. Um, two more going here, guys. Simon says to us, guys, it's been a while, so I'll give you some thoughts on the uh, Demon Damon Domains. Um, it's never really fully explored that, despite her beliefs in the supernatural Miss Hawthorne must have some knowledge of uh, demon science, albeit handed down from mother to daughter in the name of magic. Good point. In the opening episode, she subdues the gale and inadvertently saves her own life from the copper about to bash her brains in with a rock. Mm. Later, what she calls elemental forces are actually a force field. So yeah, we we talked a bit about that, the science versus magic stuff. When the doctor comes along, he is urging her to call it what it is and not to dress it up as something else. He's uh, being the man of science here and dismissing local customs in the name of cold, hard facts. I do wonder if other doctors would handle it differently by saying, yes, it's all ancient alien science, but your customs are important, too. Maybe. I mean, every doctor has their own take on it. I have a feeling Colin Baker would have probably been more dismissive of her than... He would have just strangled her. 
<laughs> just it ended so violently. Just berated he just her to straight death. up murdered her. Um, this year, I was lucky enough to meet uh, uh, Damaris Heyman, Miss Hawthorne, at Devil's End on her 90th birthday, what? which coincided with the solstice. She was an utter delight. I hope he talk, was invited. Everyone like, fell silent. It's like he just came in through the window. <laughs> um, well, so this this is Uncle Beard on Twitter. Okay. Um, so Simon and then also uh, Hera the Hound wrote as well. The two of them uh, went uh, with a group to a an event. I have an, a photo here, guys. Um, we can put this on. I'll I'll email you back if they say it's okay. We'll put this um, photo, which is adorable. Uh, onto the show page uh, of you guys there. It's a photo of um, John Levine, who played Benton, uh, Katie Manning, who played Joe, um, a couple of their friends, a jigster on Twitter, uh, Uncle Beard, and um, and Hare the Hound. Also, uh, Richard Franklin, who played Yates, and Damaris Heyman, who played um, uh, uh, Miss Hawthorne. They're all sitting there in Bessie, in the middle of the town. You can see the church in the background. It looks exactly the same as it does in 1971, which it's probably looked the same as it has for decades and That's decades. Very cool. So it's a really awesome photo. Um, you guys are, are super fans, and I love it. Thank you for sending that along. Um, so that's just to say this last email. Um, too much to say about this one. This is coming from um, Hair the Hound, uh, Conrad. Too much to say about this one, but here's some thoughts. Uh, Damaris, and I know I'm saying this wrong. I apologize. Damaris Heyman uh, as Miss Olive Hawthorne is one of the most genius and joyful pieces of casting ever in Who. The director her, wanted her to play it as Scatty. Oh, I thought I read this in the um, on the wiki, but this is coming from uh, Conrad. The director wanted her to play it Scatty, but Damaris insisted Miss Hawthorne had to be intelligent to resist the master and was allowed to play it her own way. Awesome. Having a keen interest in witchcraft, uh, Damaris was able to advise on the cult aspects of the production. She turned 90 this year and is as forthright and funny as ever. Uh, secondly, the warmth, wit, and heart of the story is largely down to the producer Barry Letts, who created the Unit Family Ensemble and made the story era and era so special. The cast is perfection. Third, Devil's End is a quintessential English village named... Aldborn, which is unchanged today, including the pub and sometimes hosts special events, like the picture we saw below. Hope you enjoy the story as much as I do. Um, Conrad says, my U.S. non-fan partner says it's the best Who story of all time. Uh, happy birthday, Eric, and happy 56th oh, anniversary to you. Doctor Who. It's not my birthday yet, it. but by the time this airs, my birthday will have passed. So between oh, now so and Wednesday, birthday. Uh, my birthday will happen. Conrad is a better friend to you than I, I am. I know. So that's that's cool. messed up, especially because I brought it up last time in the hopes Did that you? you were going to at least wear a birthday hat or something. I'm wearing During my birthday the recording, suit. Uh, uh, but nope. nope. Thank you uh, uh, for, for that. And thank you to all of you for reading, and thank you all for listening to me read all of these. I have, so, I, yeah, I want to add something. Do it. Because we, why just, why end Lay this? it down. I had why? something in my notes that I forgot to mention. I did see that uh, this story started out as uh, the audition that um, Joe Grant did. Uh, Joe, who's Joe Grant? I can't think of her name. Manning? Katie yes. Manning. Yes? Her audition was like some made-up scene of like Yates rescuing her and like a, a book and, and demons and all this stuff. And, you know, Barry Letts... Uh, who was doing the audition liked it and then ended up turning that into this whole black magic story. So That's this started cool. out as an audition and then became a, a tale, a That's tale cool. as old as time. 
Well, I think that does it that for does us, it. Please. folks. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please be over. Okay. Everybody, we will talk to you again in three weeks. Yeah, we'll see you in three then. weeks for Face of Evil. Now, this is uh, has us going back to Colin Baker and back to Leela, companion Leela, Louise Jameson. So, yeah, do that up. Is it Colin Baker or Tom, Tom Baker? Baker. Did I say Colin Baker? Thank you. Yeah, Tom you said Baker. Colin. I was like, wait a minute. That can't no, be right. No, no. Tom Baker. Tom, Tom Baker. It's all, it's all Tommy yes. Toms. Not all right, Colin cool. Baker. That would be horrible. Yep. All right. All right, everybody. See you. We will talk to you See soon. You all.